Welcome to the House of She podcast. We are Kat and Kate, and we are here to discuss all things womanhood, business, birth, spirituality, mindfulness, health and wellness, and personal journeys, and so much more. Our purpose behind starting this podcast is to connect with women, building a community to support and empower each other. We know you all have so much to offer, so we're hopeful to facilitate a platform where we can all grow and learn together, expanding the circle of women within this beautiful community. Welcome back for another episode with Passive She. Today, we have the lovely Haley join us and she takes us through her knowledge of the lay of the land when it comes to birthing our babies here in Mackay. Haley is a local doula, so this is the second doula that we have in Mackay that we are engaging with on our show. And Haley is working passionately on expanding some of the availabilities of midwife-led continuative care models for our region. So throughout our conversation with her, not only does she talk to us about her work, but we do get to really connect with her on a personal level and understand her background and what really drew her to this work and how she feels about entering this type of work. Um, What do you think, Kate? Anything else? I think you've pretty much covered it. I just really loved getting to know Hayley and yeah, I think she's got so much to share in this field and she's so, so knowledgeable and well-spoken. So it was really great to get her insights. Yeah, it was. And um, like I said, this is another doula that's available in Mackay for support through that pregnancy and birth and postpartum period. We connect with a lot of a lot of women in this phase of life and Kate and I are, are involved in a lot of the communities when it comes to Mackay, but particularly the birthing community. I guess that's just our age and our, our passion So that's why we've ended up bringing another doula in to chat to her so quickly because we did really want to understand what the options are to birth in Mackay because we haven't birthed here, right? So it was really cool to hear that. And we Mm -hmm. even uncover a couple of things about our own options in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Hey. Absolutely. Hayley, I would really love for you to introduce yourself to us and just let us know a little bit about you, your background, your family, Yeah, give us a bit of an insight into who you are before you tell us about what you do. Hey, um, thank you both of you for having me. I've um, really been enjoying what you've been doing so far as well. So big shout out to the work you've been, you know, such a brilliant idea for women, for Mackay, for the world. So Mm, yeah, thank Thank you you so much. Yeah. Um, So me, um, yeah, I could yeah, lots of little stories to make me me um, mm. and the work I'm doing now. Let's start with education, teaching. I've um, been a primary school teacher. I started out as a primary school teacher, raced through uni as quickly as I could. I wanted to be a teacher from like about year three, wow. super passionate about, um, I kind of wanted to be the boss, but I also loved helping people. So I thought teaching would be mm. pretty cool. Yeah, so that was my thing. And then I got into teaching and went, oh, it, there's lots of other really hard parts to teaching other than helping people. Yeah. Um, so fell out of love with those other parts. I never fell into love with them in the first place, mm. I suppose. Um, yeah, then but loved and loved working with women. You know, there's a lot of female teachers. So that that was always that part, you know, part of that as well, connecting with women and got into pole dance teaching at the same time as I was working um, in classrooms and 
So that again was that, you know, kind of being the boss, I ran my own business, started pole dancing in Mackay after we moved from Brisbane. Um, so yeah, being the boss, but helping women. Um, and that was amazing. And um, connecting with, you know, having staff and, you know, sort of like helping other women, you know, feel amazing as mothers. You know, I became a mother through that time as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, we've been, uh, my husband's got a um, electrical contracting business. So I've sort of been just supporting him with that ad- admin wise. So I wouldn't call that a vocation, but um, part of my role, I guess, is wife. um and we had kids you know as I said in in amongst that so um that's another sort of you know probably the strongest defining uh role for me um Mm -hmm. yeah and then at you know a couple of years in after I sort of finished with the pole business and we weren't sure where we were going with you know our family and all that kind of thing did the hit the roads so a bit of a travel bug like you girls oh wow cool I've got so yeah we um packed up and and um went around Australia we set off for wow. two years yeah but didn't and how didn't, many kids did you have at that we point? had the two so we've got two um older girls they're um they're currently 12 and 10 so mm-hmm. they were at the time um three and one um, yeah wow traveling we made it um 13 months into a two-year stint and we went oh this is kind of a bit too hard actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> but were you using like a, car- a caravan or camper, a trailer camper or? trailer yeah yep. so yeah like literally in the dirt yeah yeah I feel you so <laughs> and we just yeah we were just been looking at photos recently it's just like oh we had some so and and, and it like I was like at the time I was like oh well I remember how windy and hot and you know wild this place was and like you know when I was taking the photos and stuff you're like oh this all looks so amazing I'll forget all that but looking at the photos I'm like nope it took took you right yeah I can still remember that so (laughs) wow that was intense (laughs) yep yep doing the whole toddler thing on the road but I mean it was really quite defining for my husband and I I guess to be partners Mm. as well at that Mm -hmm. time um so it was cool yeah and then you enjoyed just coming back to some stability yeah. and some cleanliness yep. in the house. Yep. Yep. Being able to things. go to the toilet inside the house <laughs> is really cool. You know, I'm just going to go yep, in the middle of the night, not having to go out, you know, put the thongs on and find Appreciating the <laughs> yeah. little things the in little your things. life. The little mm-hmm. things. Yep. Absolutely. Amazing. So, yeah. So then um, back into teaching and, um, you know, babies and, and we're growing growing my big babies then and um but wasn't finished with babies so became a surrogate uh which was an idea I'd been I guess gestating whilst we were traveling and um you know sort of came back and went yep that's something I need to do and was that for a friend or was it for no well yes yes but no so for a woman who wasn't a friend but we connected through our shared desire to you know to have that kind of relationship and um build a really strong connection like almost instantaneously I guess a little bit like you girls talked about in your first podcast that was like kind of um yeah the stars aligning yeah 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 So, so how did you find each other um it's pretty tricky with um when you don't know someone so it was on um back in the days of like Facebook was sort of you know it was around but it wasn't as strong in terms of groups and things mm. so it was just an online forum 
but you have to be really careful because you can't advertise that you it's not you yeah. know that no one makes money from it but you still can't um, advertise that you're either seeking or mm. um, you know wanting to offer um, wow interesting so, yeah so and it's also it's state law so we, um this is an interstate relationship the family are in tasmania so yeah and you said that that thought was marinating so mm. what how how did that come up that that felt yeah. like something that you were drawn yeah, to that, do and to i do? guess that's the thing is my my birth uh work journey started way back when I was you know even before I had kids I was fascinated and really excited about um being pregnant and um so when I fell pregnant that wasn't an easy first time uh, or second time and even mm. with the, this surrogacy so um I guess so part of that was that I knew how hard it is to be um to not you know to be want to be pregnant and not be mm. um and wanting a family and all of those kinds of things and also um pregnancy first and second time were pretty crazy for me so it's like yeah. okay that's doable I give blood and well I could probably give someone a baby yep. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> just, it just wasn't that just wasn't that big a leap I guess yeah it felt um, very natural yeah. for you yep. yeah yeah and I what really, gift. yeah, I love, I love to like it, it, anything when, when I give something and it's appreciated, that lights me up. So mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you're just so giving. It's like, well, I get a lot out of giving. Like, yeah. It's, so it just yeah. came back yeah. tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. And like the Amazing. family are, an, they're an extension of our family now. Like we're, you know, we, we I mean, we're not like, um, seeing a lot of each other at the moment but yeah. we you know we've kept as in touch as we can and um, yeah COVID sort of killed some of those plans but um, yeah. yeah it's so it's just been you know it's just expanded um, my life my experience my mm. um, you know like my connection with the, the, the mother is like she just she's done so much to inspire me um, mm. in some of my big you know um, life decisions as well and helping me define who I am so it's just been yeah it's yeah, really been a big level. part of your puzzle yep in the yep. end when you yep. know people I guess could presume that you are just you just giving and you know that's it but then what you've received back yeah. from it, as you oh, said has really shaped your absolutely. life yeah for sure and that was even before we fell pregnant like we had um about a 15 month infertility journey before we you know we ended up with a baby with a pregnancy let alone then a baby so yeah so I worked out a little while ago that I spent about 15 months trying to fall pregnant with my own children and 15 months trying to fall pregnant with someone else's so yeah that's shaped me um as well um yeah and so um and and then from there um I was like okay I'm you know kind of went back into teaching again um but you're still, you know, niggling. And so I was actually going to take um, a break and divert into a writing career. I decided I really love writing and I'm going what to What type make... of writing? I didn't really know. Yep. <laughs> Just writing. <laughs> yep. So, um, and then I um, surprisingly fell pregnant again, even though we had definitely finished our family. Yeah. And um, no 15 months. Yeah. <laughs> 
no 15 months it was just like oh wow this is the other way <laughs> the, the no, just had no to get waiting. a full spectrum of yeah. all the experiences yeah. so chuck a surprise so, in there yeah and there'd been a move um in there to brisbane and and back to Mackay within the space of 12 months so lots of chopping and changing and um yeah so while i was on that sort of um leave or break again I, I sort of I, I kept talking and thinking about pregnancy and birth and talking to my midwife about things and she's like really like you you've kind of done birth you know you're okay like and I was like kept going and going and then I sort of you know the the, the niggle just got stronger and stronger and the I tap started. on the shoulder was getting you yeah yeah and I mean, I started, like you said you always kind of felt the path was there but you just yeah never quite yeah. realized that the path yeah. could be there Mm. that's really cool yeah so then it was like okay now I've got to make this happen and I was like right while I'm still pregnant I want to do as much of this training as I can so I looked into a doula training and did like like smashed out the theory as quickly as possible and sort of like used it because I'd had really positive births all along Mm. um you know different births different experiences different places different staff different you know different providers um but um it yeah I had the birth I had to have you know and that's what mm-hmm. you know that's my sort of saying we all have the birth you really have wanted to, have. to get so, that theory done and apply yeah as and much so as I wanted could. to sort of kind of curate my own um you know fourth and final birth and and sort of like experiment on myself so that was really cool to do that um yeah and I guess and it's just been um trying to immerse myself in that little baby who's now you know a terrible toddler and <laughs> a beautiful and twosome beautiful yes. terrible uh, beautiful yeah and that, I, yeah, actually and I don't like that terrible twos I like some of those other um more um I guess child-led descriptions of yeah. little people um mm-hmm. you know all the learning and things but yeah, yeah. so um trying to so know, she's two at the moment she's two yeah and so keeping you busy yeah and um, just sort of trying to balance that, you know, the other family commitments and um, grow a business and serve the community in, you know, in as many other ways in sort of that, that birth realm. And the juggle yeah. is real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you, where did, so did you grow up in Brisbane? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you moved to Mackay. Did you have any of your kids when you first moved to Mackay? So we moved to Mackay in, and this is going to date me much older than you ladies. We moved to Mackay <laughs> in 2007. Yep. Um, and I had my first in 2009. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And 11. So that was when, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so ha- um, I've had had, and that's that was kind of we've le- you know we've left Mackay traveling and come back, left yeah. Mackay moved to Brisbane, come back. It's it's our village yeah. because mm-hmm. we had our babies here. I think mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah, we've got a lot of family in Brisbane, and we've like got strong connections, and you know we've returned to them um, in those you know those sojourns. But um, yeah, we've really found our village in Mackay, and I'm really that's a big you know passion of mine too is mm. helping people find their village and. Or create it, you know. Um, yeah, bringing one of your strengths is definitely bringing people together with a common. Yeah, that's definitely right. my hope to. Yeah, mm. yeah. To I had that. one other question. Oh, curiosity. What what grades did you most teach? Like, was it uh, lower primary? Or yeah, upper? so really weird. Um, I started out in upper. So yep. when I was. <laughs> 
um, back in 2002, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was uh, whatever I was, like 20, I think, when I graduated and I was teaching 12-year-olds, year seven. Back in the day, year seven was still yeah. in primary school. Yeah. Um, so I was like this baby teaching big kids. Yeah. And um, so that was, yeah, that was my first couple of years was year seven, sixes and fives. And then I had, when I had my, um, I had sort of like, while I was doing pole and stuff in Mackay, I just did contracts. And then when I did return back to like classroom teaching, I came into when my oldest was in year one and I started on year one as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was like a, a brand new back after eight years off mm. um so that was the learning curve find your feet again um, yeah so I did a couple of years on year one and then when I w- moved to Brisbane I taught prep so um into the babies and I, even that has given me like I've, I'm hugely passionate about helping you know like helping women have beautiful births and all of those kinds of things but also I can see the connection between how women birth how they connect with their babies and then how then they bring up that you know how they feel Mm. as mothers and how they you know attach and how they bring up their children and how they see their role as parents and Mm -hmm. then how that plays out in you know those early years at school so massive ripple effect isn't it and that continuum like it I mean it never stops does it domino yeah yeah it's sort of I guess Mm. I've you know I've got like I've come at it from all sorts of weird the way that you just mentioned that it made me think of how at, at a blessing ladies and events and even during my massages I talk about as women we pass through many rites of passage and yeah. the first is our own birth and that shapes yeah. a lot of how we live our life we don't even realize mm. until we realize yeah um and then similarly to when we at Menarch when we go through our first mm. bleed that shapes a lot of our life we don't realize till we realize yeah and then the birth of our own children shapes us hugely. Don't realize till we realize. Yeah. So you you know mm-hmm. how you're saying that that just ripples on through from the mm. birth of your child, how you attach to your child, how you raise your child. Yeah. Starts even before that too at your own birth, really too. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fascinating that just it is, um, and it's just like it's it's so not woo woo. It's like there's such a you know fascinating data and and you know real evidence on that whole side of things so it's yeah it's really cool yeah okay so you do your doula training you have baby girl Mm. who's two now when did you actually dive in and start offering I guess formal doula services yeah I guess um like so it was tricky obviously I wasn't Mm. able to be on call um with a newborn um so and um very much I, like you know I, I I've breastfed her so she you know and she's breastfed on demand so that's been um you know she's been connected to me physically for comfort mm. um and mm-hmm. still still is yeah <laughs> less less willingly so on my <laughs> she gets it somehow she gets it <laughs> yeah so, yeah crossing the yeah the parent-led child-led thing yeah she's mm. she's very we're very child-led but it's like oh nice to be a little bit more parent-led sometimes <laughs> um yeah no so um I guess I did do a beautiful birth in that um actually I think she was a couple of months old and mm. um and so that was um a gift that um I donated to a friend and 
um, it was just like, it was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I thought, you know, attending wow. births would be. Um, and it was like, so just so, so affirming and, you know. Tell me what inspiring. you felt though in that, in that experience, like what, am, like you felt affirmed, but did it, did you feel like elated or like, what was the actual? Oh, it was feeling? just, um, and I guess, you know, like, but when you attend the birth, you just, you, you suspend your life. So it was that all consuming, like mm. devotion to that couple's experience mm. and that moment. So it was that, um, centeredness. Yeah. And so when you come out, you're like, oh, wow, that really was what I, you know, what I thought yeah. it would be. I did that, you know, like my heart, yeah, I did was that. in my it. head and heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just like, yep, life's out. Yep. Into, mm. yeah, into the space. So, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And then I guess from there, um, I, it was, you know, a few like ticking boxes, like I had to do some trainee births and things like that to get mm. certified and to be sort of, you know, then COVID hit. <laughs> so it was like just about the time when I was going to start really trying to ramp things up. Putting like, it okay, out there. You, mm. Yeah. You can't even, um, you don't even know if you're going to be able to work in hospitals. Mm. Um, like women's have, had and still you know have had some really you know shocking situations where they haven't been able to attended by extra people things like mm. that so but anyway uh, that it wasn't as bad as you know obviously we know Mackay was was not too bad yeah. so um I still managed to get my qualifications through I, I certified like I cross certified um just to you know broaden and deepen my um background and knowledge and Sorry, um, what does um cross yeah, certified sec- I just did a second training with another okay. with oh, cool. based agency. Yeah, so just really so. rounded it out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to teach really. you slightly differently. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, just to sort of like it, it's um because it's an unregulated industry as well. Like it's you mm-hmm. know like um you you're only as sort of reliable as your own um you know devotion to your training and your own commitment. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. you know like bit of a birth nerd and lifelong mm-hmm. learner I'm always gonna you know I'm always up for mm. for further growth so yeah um, amazing yeah so I guess um it was about um sometime well I guess about this time last year I sort of um knocked knocked over you could say or that that those um lovely mamas that I was certifying through um birth um and so that was when I guess I officially I had one certification side and then the second one um, came through and um, yeah. So it's been about 12 months, I guess, of, Mm. um, you know, sort of right. Yep. And, and, and I did some business coaching and um, in that end of year period as well. And that really helped clarify like lots of self-work and um, help me, um, you know, identify who I serve best and how I can serve me while serving others. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I, I, I started to like, not feel like, oh, a trainee doula or someone who's going to be a birth worker. And you I stepped I into like, your power with it. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, okay, I am a doula, not I'm I going am to it. be. I'm, doing, or, I, I'm yeah. worthy of calling myself yeah. this and yeah. I'm worthering offering this service. For yeah. 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 So yeah, totally. Yeah. Because that, yeah. I, I mean, we first connected would have been maybe January or March this year, I think. Birth and at that time. stage, yeah, yeah you were, um, I 
as soon as we connected, I definitely felt you were in that power of yeah, cool. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I'm yeah. knowing. I know. Yeah, how I can help here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose I would love to dive into now. So in in our area here in Mackay. Mm. Within the services that are available, what are some of the positive things that you that you think that, you know, in your opinion, we're getting right in Mackay? Yeah, yeah. I guess um, maybe we could even take a step back and go, what does the evidence say is, the, is mm-hmm. um, you know, the best way to provide maternity care for women? And um, so um you know that like there are you know and even before that you know currently our system's got lots of things that are wrong with it and people are having lots of problems mm-hmm. uh, and that's not new that's been it's never actually been set up the system to support women um, and you mean the broader birthing system not yeah, necessarily the western the world no system. yeah We're, across cool, the yeah. west yeah so um but that's okay that doesn't mean that we can't have positive experiences it's just Mm. that the context there is um that you have to know how to carve it out so then working back from that i guess um the evidence is clear and there are lots of models happening in other places that midwifery led continuity of care is um, the best for um outcomes for mothers and babies and it's desired by women it's also um cheapest so, so one, I'll pause you there. Can yeah. you explain to us what and, midwifery led? Yeah, exactly. Care That's what I was going to say. So that is when a woman has a known midwife and she sees that that one midwife through her pregnancy, um, and, and this is in an ideal world for birth, and then through the postpartum period, which would be lovely if that was for up to six weeks or even beyond. Mm. So um, that's happening in some places across the world. Um, and it's also happening in some many places in Australia. And we do have many aspects of that happening in Mackay. Now, that's not to say that's the right model for every single woman either. But yeah, yeah so that, that's just what the evidence says. And of course, just because the evidence says it's right for many doesn't mean it's necessarily it's right for one. Yeah. Um, the, the actually that and I was talking to um, a senior um, you know like Queensland Health um, midwife um, I guess uh, leader she said that 90% of women need midwifery care only and about 10% need to draw uh, on obstetrics as well yeah I've seen stats similar to that so yeah yeah. so I guess that being said there are many 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 women myself included who um you know like um obtain you know an obstetrician or hire an obstetrician to support them through their pregnancy and birth and beyond um yeah so sorry let's go back to what was your main question um, then. so what so, do you think that we are doing yeah cool well? yeah okay so let's go so if you're looking at that spectrum of as much continuity as possible the birth mm. center is the you know is the pick of um, that's attached to the base and that's attached to the um Mackay base hospital or the Mackay um hospital and health, health service. service so that's accessible to people out um in our other fringe regions as well and not the mines and so forth yes. so 
um, that's, yeah, so that's going to give you um, your own personal midwife and she has a backup and um, you get that one-on-one to one care. Um, they get to know you. That, yeah, and that you get relationship. To know them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and can yep. I just ask, with the birth centre, I know yeah. a lot of people I hear like, oh, it's really hard to get into. You need to sign mm-hmm. up as soon as you find out you're pregnant. Do you know what the actual numbers of how many births they can support per yeah, month or per question. week are? Yeah. So at the moment we've got uh, we've got six midwives um, allocated to the birth centre, and they can take. I haven't even done the sums. What's the sum? So they can take four clients a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but unfortunately at the moment we've got one um, midwife Thank role. You vacant yeah unfilled which has been for quite some time mm. so what's that six times 12 months times four I guess it felt you've got they they all have some leave in there as well yeah. so I th- is that so about, about 300 about 20 200. a month yeah if there's only five there currently and they can yeah. take four births per month yeah. so about 20 per month is what yeah. and normally what 20, they can take 24 on. 25 yeah yeah it would normally yeah. be 24 okay yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, three hundred ish is the yeah, yeah. So um, exactly that is um, and if you think about, I think we've got about um one and a half thousand births a year through the public system. Uh, that's a lot of women not getting access to that um, mm. service. Mm-hmm. So we also so yeah so let's go back to that main you know so then what are the other options? We've also got a midwifery group program offered through the base. Um, and they'll still get that continuity of care through that they service. Get, they get a lot of continuity. So not quite, um, I mean, oh, you're probably about the, sort of the same, but you tend to, You, I think they've got a, um, it's more that the, the if um, your midwife, if your birth and a midwife is on days off, I think she usually still births with you. Whereas I think the MGP program, they don't if that makes sense yeah yeah so um and that's staffed by grads so I don't know if it's that they're just a little bit stricter or they run things differently it could just be a cultural difference um and I could be completely wrong as well because I'm not a rep you know I'm not actually yeah uh, yeah you're just giving us so this is your best lay of the land yeah when I've yeah been interacting with clients Mm -hmm. through the system yeah okay so Um, they're the two models with continuity of care available any others yeah, and so we've got the um, Indigenous program, Kem Kem Yanga, which, again, has not been uh, operating for, I'm not sure how many months it is April. now. It's, yeah, okay. it's April. Yeah, but it's coming back uh, on board very September. soon, I think. It's mid-Sept, end of September, Yeah, this, this month is the, yeah. the hope. Um, so obviously the priority is to get um, Indigenous uh, mothers into that to offer them and that's a really beautiful one so the problem with well not problem but the um unfortunate aspect of <laughs> the other two programs is it's only um it's only low-risk women are um eligible for those the birth center and the mgp cam cam mm-hmm. yanga um is designed to support all risk women through continuity of care which yeah. is pretty amazing. So those um, like and birthing on country and, you know, culturally supportive um, programs have actually shown to um, 
have um, a 50% reduction in preterm birth for Indigenous women. So they're pretty darn powerful um, yeah, in terms great. of positive outcomes. So, yeah, so that's, I guess that's the, um, the options for continuity. Um, you can still get um, versions of that through the, the, I guess it's called core um, or general care through the hospital if you um, try and, you know, try and see the same midwife if possible. Yeah, like if you um, know kind of what, when you can jag them. Yeah, like there's some appointments at Carlisle Street Clinic that mm. you can try and sort of see. Um, it's a smaller team. Um, and, yeah, so there's some, some possibilities, but it's not um, really accessible in, in any um, deep sort of like um, committed way yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. and then um, we of course have our private system which offers a version I guess you could say of continuity of care yeah. but it's not a continuity of midwifery care model because it's an obstetrician essentially yeah. attending and again, you get the midwife it's on on the day yeah they're not yep. case loaded to you to, no. to support you like so you'll see you'll see you usually see your obstetrician every other appointment you'll see the clinic um midwife sometimes the same midwife is the one that's there on the day that you're birthing but Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's a bit more fragmented as well Mm -hmm. um and then should i say that we've got the fledgling um you know the 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 up-and-coming programs that will be offered privately by our traveling midwives that we should definitely mention yeah yeah we've got um We've got now there's actually four private midwives who are on board with um, temporarily locating themselves in Mackay to sort support people, couples um, as they welcome their little ones wherever they wish to. So it could be at home, could be in a hospital, um, could be in an Airbnb, wherever. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So then not all, um, none of them are located in the Mackay region, but mm. they um, we're just trying to develop some networks so that we can start to share accommodation costs and mm-hmm. um, just sort of really build that, um, you know, that extra option because that's, um, I guess, if you're looking at the spectrum of um quality continuity of midwifery care you're going to get um the best when you um go through a private home birth or you know it doesn't have to be home birth but private midwife yeah um because you just don't get anyone else there's just that it's her she has a second but yeah so and so when you birth with a like if you get your own private midwife so for Mm. example if you teamed up with one of these women that are willing to travel to Mackay to support you they and you and you're birthing at at the base they do they have rights in these yeah so it it depends on each individual midwife and they have to you know they have to establish those relationships with the hospital um I think it's called credentialing or visiting rights something like that interesting yeah so that's part of um you know and and this is all very new for Mackay um so that's part of the conversations that they will be having on behalf of their clients is um, they can they can come and support like basically I guess they come in as a doula then if they're not credentialed they can't they just yeah, come do the a, medical decision <coughs> no can be there yeah, that's right yeah 
Um, so they wouldn't they wouldn't abandon you at the door if you did yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. In, in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. But it wouldn't necessarily be a carryover of care. Um, with that they wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be um, in charge okay. of the care. And yeah. I, I also just wanted to ask if they're coming from elsewhere, how long would they normally relocate here? Yeah. To- cover try to cover yeah exactly (laughs) um and that's I think that's definitely part of trying to establish that nice strong community is let's have a few families that are due around the same date so we can have um or same month or you know time period Mm. so we can have that midwife hang around for a couple of births at once yeah Mm -hmm. um but that's just a conversation you know because each couple accommodates their midwife um in just sort of some kind of modest clean accommodation and so they can decide if that you know if someone knows they're a slow cooker they'll be like no don't come before 40 weeks or you know we'll book you from and it comes down again to that personalized relationship because you've built it with that midwife they know you you have Mm -hmm. a trust yeah yeah Yeah. and pretty much I mean um in my you know experience um most most people know like before they're in labor that that it, you know when they're close as well so even if things shift or change usually particularly a person who's um you know who's inclined to have that private midwife they're fairly you know done a lot of work connecting with their body and their baby and they're fairly intuitive particularly at the end of their pregnancy so if something shifted and they'd said oh don't come till 40 weeks and then around 39 weeks something was just like you know they'd be like get you know I really need you to come you know and it would work yeah it, it would you know there's some room for movement yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Two okay. questions from me. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kate. Yeah, no, you, you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> first question, do you know if any of the these um, travelling private midwives have officially taken on clients yet, had clients take them on, however you say it? Um, oh, I, I don't know. I do know. I mean, it was only like a month ago that it was yeah. kind of introduced, yeah. but I was just curious. I do know of definitely one booking. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, and, and that's amazing. And only I knew of five in very interested. Yeah. Cool. So, I, you know, that's exciting. Guess, yeah, very. It's exciting that they're sort of forging mm, the way, absolutely. like seeing what comes out of that. Yeah. yeah. Really. Um, so. And then my yeah. other one is... Um, Obviously, I'm a part of, like, I'm a subscriber for your updates. And you mentioned yeah. that, that um, like, Mama G, for example, she's one of the traveling midwives. Mm. She has really encouraged us to call out to our own community to build and try and establish yes. our own midwives that live here yeah. and encourage Absolutely. them to to get um, the right certification, whatever, Halo, know the right words, mm-hmm. to, yeah, tell they don't us need about to that. Do, yeah, about that call out. Absolutely. They don't need to do anything. So, um, oh, okay. So there's two things she's encouraging to do. One is to, yeah, definitely to, um, to start practicing as a, as a private midwife. Um, Mm. that's a big thing, but they can also come and support, um, so any endorsed privately practicing midwife needs a second at the birth when just for the birth, that's when they need them, but they can attend at other, you know, through. Yeah. So some, some midwives travel as a pair and some have the second just arrive just, you know, as birth is imminent. So, um, yeah, sorry, so, what does endorsed mean? Yeah. So, um, so an endorsed midwife is a person who is able to practice privately. Um, and it means they've got prescribing rights as well as being able to, um, you know, offer that service. 
Um, so um, there are midwives who also practice unregistered, um, which obviously that's got its own, you know, and there's like private midwifery it has been through the ringer and with insurance and Medicare and all sorts of things. It's, it's um, taken me a long time to try and get my head around it and I'm still going. So I don't know how they, they go, but they've done, you know, the midwives themselves do an extraordinary job um, of navigating that um, domain. But basically uh, your endorsed privately practicing midwife is your registered midwife who's, you know, doing home births or, mm. um, you know, private service in facilities. Um, so, yeah, so she, she or he or she, usually she needs a, a second. So we can have any registered midwife do that. So we can have any one of our travelling midwives come to town and we may even have someone relocating here permanently um, not one of those four, someone else has sort of said, oh, just, you know, wonder what's happening with all this stuff. I'd be keen yeah. to know how it goes, which is really yeah. cool. Mm. Um, so, and hopefully then one of our own local, several of our own local midwives will also um, become endorsed. We've got some endorsed midwives in town already. Um, they're just not actually um, working as private practitioners you know because obviously then if you're private you have to go and be a businesswoman as well mm. so you know there's um different you know and that being becoming endorsed doesn't mean you have to go and be self-employed yeah becoming endorsed gives you those prescribing rights um yeah. and it's sort of you know it elevates you um or separates you from the rest of your med registered midwife colleagues mm. Um, and you know, so I think part of that, um, part of helping women is, um, helping lift, uh, you know, helping women have better experiences through their maternity care is helping lift and elevate the status of midwives and getting more people through endorsement, recognizing what endorsement is. Mm. Um, and then of course, encouraging those ones who wish to step into that, that field and become, um, a privately practicing midwife to do so. Yeah. And as a community, so, if that's something that we want we need we need to make it known that that's what we want and that we want yeah. to take up services exactly. like this so the midwives hear the call to come yes essentially yep. as well yeah yeah can so you hear us is. midwives exactly. yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> and when I'm they come you. and they, they you know they see those beautiful home births and their seconds and they get paid a couple of hundred bucks or whatever it is and yeah get you know just get to rock yeah. up and see you know a, an amazing birth calm at home and then mm. you know tweaks the their kids. interest and then off they yeah and they're like oh, the it's actually pretty cool yeah it's not that hard to go and do and yeah yeah so, yeah okay well we've spoken about now what Mackay has available and what it's doing well where we do have that continuity of care available and that we are trying to build up that private option as well for us to take on the type of care we want but Part of what you are largely working on at the moment and what I have been really interested in connecting with you about in recent times is where um, Mackay is lacking and where the gaps mm. are. So why don't you talk to us about where you have seen the gaps and in, in your opinion where the gaps are. But into, into that, can you tell us about um, how you are trying to change that mm. as well? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, let's go with numbers. We know um, nationally we've got one in three women emerging with trauma. Um, so that's that's a pretty um, big um, problem there. Um, we also know that in the developed world we have a um, you know, we have over medicalized systems. So birth is um, 
you know, it, it's and there's a really there's a Lancet document that talks about we've got too much too soon in terms of mm. interventions. Uh, and then in the undeveloped world, they've got the other side, which is too little, too late. Interestingly, mm. the answer to both of those problems is continuity of midwifery care, mm-hmm. um, which is cool, you know. Like, this, and I guess that's my my main focus when I'm um, trying to move forward and bring about change in you know in conversations and action is um, the the. The problems are many and varied and complex, but the solution actually is really quite simple. And as I said, cheaper, continuity of care, mm-hmm. you know, one-to-one midwifery care. Um, so, yeah, I guess one of the biggest problems I see um, that we really notice is those women who have had um, that access to, like, let's say, MGP or birth centre and for whatever reason, um, get classed as all risk. So it could be that they've uh, had a cascade of interventions, which that's like, I guess, the birth term for, um, you know, having, yeah, one having, thing, medical, the next. Yeah, having medical sort of steps that end up leading to more medical steps. And then often it's a, you know, instrumental birth or cesarean, mm-hmm. instrumental meaning forceps or bontus, that kind of thing. So um, the minute someone... Um, has a cesarean they are automatically at the moment they're automatically risked out of the birth center um model and birth center midwifery led care as well so that those people particularly feel incredibly isolated um and ripped off because they they got it like they a they they either chanced upon some people just stumble into the birth center by luck but most of them like no to you know because those spots aren't yeah they've chased it they've called up so they've gone I know I need this I've heard about this this program so they've got it and then next time around they pee Mm. on the stick and ring their midwife and oh sorry well you don't meet our criteria anymore we're not able and it's not like the midwife it's not their call um, yeah, it, it's, so that's part of the problem uh, there is that um, midwives don't have the um, ability to practice within the full scope of their mm. professional capability um, in, you know, like, I, and I totally respect if a midwife actually says, hey, you know, you've got too many risk factors, I'm not comfortable with supporting yeah, you. Yeah, that's completely mm-hmm. different, isn't it? But there's a difference between the midwife saying it's out of my hands um, or I'm not comfortable with supporting you in the birth centre, but, hey, let's do your care through the birth centre through your pregnancy and I'll, I'll come in yeah. and meet you when yeah. you have your baby on the ward and, you know, mm-hmm. and we can have um, one you know, in the main hospital birth suite. Um, but instead that's not what um, you know, is, is what happens. So those women are just like, no, you're, <laughs> you're out and... Um, they feel quite abandoned by um, not by their midwife, but just by the whole system. So yeah, and it, it's just really challenging because I mean they've already been had something that's considered them high yeah. risk, or and yep. they're the ones that potentially need the extra exactly. support and the so, extra continuity yep. so that their had, issues are yeah, being managed. So it's like really, a, it's a double kick in the guts. Exactly. Yeah, it's very so, harsh. Um, yeah, so they've felt felt the joy of the continuity and the relationship, and then they've gone, all right, now I've got another thing to consider in a, in this mix, you know, with my history or with what, whatever's mm. going on with this pregnancy. I need that extra support and now it's yeah kind of you know I call it cattle class (laughs) yeah yeah 
spent in the yeah so how are you trying to take action on that or what yeah. does the sort of the vision look like of the next so, steps and that's I guess that's just one of the the issues um it's you know it's hugely fragmented I mean there are women who can't access the birth center even for their first pregnancy mm. because of um you know so-called risk factors um or they've they've had pregnancies elsewhere and then they've come into Mackay expecting that they should get the same kind of continuity that they've had with their other pregnancies elsewhere because the models elsewhere supported them and ours is a low risk only. So, um, yeah. Actually, I have a question. Yeah. Because that's, that's me, right? I, yeah. I had continuity yeah. of care when I birthed down at Tweed, my first two children, moved to Mackay and I can't access it now because one of my births was a C-section. Yeah. But Katie B., Caitlin had um, gestational diabetes with her first baby. Mm-hmm. Does that risk her out of the birth center or MGP? If she, it, it to possibly your knowledge. does. Yeah. yeah so I if thought she, I just, it occurred to me just then in that moment. If I was she like, has oh, that or anything else, but then um, if like, so it might not be your out, but it might, it'll be if you, you'll have dependent to dependent on you know, my pretty much. Yeah. You'll have to be tested. It might, it might be that you like, you know, cause you should be, you should be able to choose whether you test yourself for gestation absolutely but at the moment um particularly obstetrically led I guess in the decisions um mm. and who's holding the power and in, in our system and so um they, they you know obstetricians tend to err on the side of caution and they in a way it's um a form of coercion um unfortunately where women are you know it's like you know they're told you, you will have that test or you might not you won't be able to access yeah. the program at all mm. yeah we, we, um, we you don't have to have it but it just means then you'll sit over here and do it this way yes. yeah yeah mm. yeah, yeah so, it just occurred yeah. to me in that moment I was like mm. oh, I'm curious it, I, mm. I've been too yeah. worried about my own birthing future <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry Kate and it's all right just taking me down the path with you mate. GD is a bit of a GD is a real nasty one because um as I understand it women that have had GD um diagnoses in their birth center um pregnancies have been booted straight out of the birth center and and Mm. lost their midwife whereas a lot of women who present with um risk factors through their pregnancy after initially being assessed as low risk keep their midwife. Yeah I've had a friend Mm -hmm. just today tell me she's she um, managed to keep her birth and midwife and she's even though she's been risked out of birth, birth yes yeah but, but not gd not gd not no, gd di- different yes. risk different yep. risk factor um, and so that i mean yeah. so that's i guess when we're saying things that are going well so at least that is something that yeah and they're still getting the continuity of care yeah, yeah they're able to provide that care in the hospital Just setting depends mm-hmm. on the cards you're laying out you know and the yeah. other thing that frustrates me the most is that if I was still living where I was living, I wouldn't get a, it doesn't get an eyelid back that I couldn't get continuity of care. I would get MGP without a question asked. Um, And so so it's just interesting that now I've moved and now that means I don't get access to the type of care I want. Yeah. And so what you did access was an all risk MGP model of care. And that's, Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the big, I guess, one of the big ticket items that that's Mm -hmm. on our, not our wish list, your, our want, our agenda. want list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's sort of um, the gold standard of yeah of care. So really, that's all, what we're aiming for. All all risk, you know, midwifery led care. Um, you know, with continuity. So, mm-hmm. um, and and I, you know, it, we do have to be realistic that in a hospital system there are limitations on how um 
you know, mid midwives can practice, you know, they, they do, they, they are going to be restricted in some of um, their scope and autonomy um, because we've got, a, there are many, many, many layers and fragments to our system. It is broken, you know, like mm. there's, the, the, I'm not making that up. There's like piles, stacks of evidence and very, very wise, knowledgeable, you know, researchers that have, have documented that. Um, and as I said, it, it's, it's not necessarily broken in terms of um, woman-centred care because it just never was designed to offer woman-centred care. Yeah. It was designed as, you know, to, to offer institutionalised on mass on mass uh, yeah you know population mm -hmm. care so yeah. mm -hmm. um you know it, it, you know in a way it is broken but in a way it isn't it just it's just doing what it was designed, designed to, to do, do. and mm -hmm. it sometimes does it really well and sometimes uh, what does it you know when it's doing Could just really do with a little badly. bit of remodeling yeah yeah yep. so um and that's the thing is that we've got in across the country across this in in other parts of the state as you said kate um we've got cat sorry that we've got you know, um, down on the Tweed, we've got, um, you know, and, and many mm. other places. Um, we've got all risk MGP up in Ingham where, where Georgina, um, the midwife who's, you know, one of the midwives who's traveling, she, um, she, she helped implement an all risk MGP mm. in Ingham. Um, so it's doable. It's just, um, and so what not, steps not are you happening. are you like taking to kind of yeah. try and get your agenda um happening and I guess like for anyone in Mackay that's listening mm. that wants to come aboard how do yeah. we join you and support it or yeah I think us. yeah so there's a few things like I've been involved with um maternity choices Australia a fair bit this year um mm -hmm. some like working with clients with some advocacy um issues last year and earlier this year sort of led me into that um so I've been liaising with them and so they are doing things on their end as well mm -hmm. um you know and they've and been meeting. good for you to liaise with you've found yeah, that. yeah yeah so there's lots happening um you know on a statewide level but in in terms of our local conversations we've got an amazing counsellor Michelle Green who came along we've had four birth time screenings this year mm. which has been that's been that's been incredible in itself and the community showed up to that um you know as you know Kat we had like over 150 at the second mm. screening yeah um 100 at the first I think 50 yep. and 40 or something like that so just doing things like that has helped and that, that all of those actions related to that was really cool um and then yeah so Michelle Green came along and so she's been really great in um listening uh and understanding and so she's helping us um organize some um i guess we're they're sort of just in the works now some meetings with our state mp so we've got um julianne gilbert who's the member for um Mackay, and then we've got amanda cam for its sunday region mm -hmm. and um so we're getting you know people can either write in to them and talk about their own concerns they can um, write their feedback to the hospital itself and just cc you know email those um political leaders oh, yeah. you know mm -hmm. you know just include them in so they're aware of what's going on um and feedback can be positive or negative i mean overwhelmingly mm. people tend to write it when it's negative but yeah. uh, you know it's also if you've had a good experience let's 
you know, let's celebrate that too. And let's, yeah, you know, see where it went right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kat, I don't know if you've mentioned that your role on um, the community reference group in any other um, podcast, but. I don't think we ha- we have, but yes, I'm in, yeah. um, for the Mackay Hospital and Health Service, I'm in a community reference group with um, five others. So there's six of us in total and we meet each quarter um uh yeah and try try we're trying to influence um but it's been interesting so far Mm. but yeah but certainly you're a conduit for people to reach out to as well absolutely Um, and I have had people reach out with um mainly with what they would like to see I guess and um yeah so yeah so we've got like multiple channels I guess um and we've got other um there are other birth workers um Uh, that are all sort of um I guess I'm you know I I try and stay in touch with them and they try and stay in touch with me and we sort of keep um you know keep keep that village you know going and growing and um supporting each other and um you know trying to get voices heard I think a big big challenge we do have in terms of when women have experienced a traumatic um uh, birth or postpartum journey um or pregnancy um that it's really you know like they're urged to put it in writing but it's really hard Mm. um like almost paralyzing I think sometimes and Mm. there's many reasons for that um and so what I am trying to do is um help you know so I've got like um drafts done up with you know sort of pre-formatted um feedback with you know email addresses and things like that so just trying to help people put it into words and I'm probably going to try and um do something maybe through um like Michelle through the council and um you know sort of maybe just offer a free workshop to help bring women together to help write their feedback because the consumer voice individually we feel like it's it's not very loud or not very powerful but combined um Mm -hmm. is is where um there's that there's that real strength and I've also been sort of delving into the history so um like um one of you know there's quite a few advocates doing things like you know MCA um there's Alicia Stain she's maternity consumer network um but also Jodie Miller um she wrote a book what does it feel like being born and there's a lot of names in that book that are still around today in maternity care still Mm. speaking and those the stories are 20 years old, but we're still going through some of the same kinds of issues. Mm. Like the birth center in Mackay is strong, but it's been challenged and threatened yeah. many, many mm-hmm. times and still is, you know, even now we've, we're down a midwife and that's still not being um, prioritized, even though we've got mm-hmm. women on the waiting list um, and, and hospital staff are being asked, like hospital, you know, mm-hmm. leaders, administrators are being asked why and they're just kind of just not, shrugging it off not an answer yeah and Haley, you mentioned that you've got some drafts Mm. sort of laid out where where can people access those if if they wanted to fill out a popped a a few on the mums and bubs groups and things like that at times um i on facebook yep on facebook and probably on my own facebook page i think Mm -hmm. i have them there and um i've got like we've got a, a a little um sort of a more intimate Facebook group called Birth Time Mackay. 
Um, so I mm-hmm. think I've saved them in there. Uh, and of course, people can just email me or send me, you know, send me yeah, a message. Connect in with you, yeah. yeah. And Haley, yeah. what is what is your Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. Under? yeah. So my business name's Best Birth Mackay. So um, yeah, they can just usually find so me. So people can have a little squeeze yeah, on there. Absolutely. And, and see where so, we're at and what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And, um, and another part of that is um, we've got Birthy Chat, which is on Fridays, uh, most Fridays at Chances Cafe from nine o'clock in the morning. And that's another avenue to, um, like I know, you know, a lot of people find face-to-face can be quite daunting, threatening, but that's when I've seen the magic. And I think mm. um, even from the advocates in the, you know, that, that have gone, you know, in the past before us, that's where they've said they've found things really make a difference. So this day and age, social media is pretty cool in connecting us in lots of ways, but to really make change, I think it's the face, mm. you know, that face-to-face and we need to bring, you know, we need the triangle. We need the consumers to come together with the midwives, the professionals. So we need the mums, the midwives, and then we need those, the, the political leaders, the decision makers, mm-hmm. the hospital staff, Mm. that um you know the hospital staff leaders to to work together um mm-hmm. to to really sort of um yeah where that's where the magic happens yeah. and those catch-ups at chances cafe mm. is that for women that are pregnant or it can be postpartum yes. or yes. <laughs> can it just yeah. be anybody you can you cannot be not be wanting a baby and come along and just be showing support you can be planning a baby you can be planning um, a third. You can be, you know, finished growing your family. You can bring the kidlets because there's a play area. Um, yeah. So anyone and everyone um, is welcome. Yeah, um, it sounds like it's a very, um, a very safe and open. Yeah, definitely. Space, welcome so, space. Yeah, yeah. And as um, I've got plans, I've sort of been talking to some of the um, home birth um people have been doing home birth communities for a while in brisbane and um they've got uh, something called community circle that they have every fortnight where that's um you know sort of talking through birth stories and um so we'll probably end up having something like that i'm hoping to get someone in the region who wants to maybe take that on because i've got my finger in quite a few pies mm-hmm. um, but I'm certainly wanting to support something like that and that would be really cool to um, have that you know available particularly those people interested in home birth and wanting to know well how mm. did how did how did your home birth go like you know mm-hmm. like it's so new to us in Mackay that peer support that peer um, yeah connection yep. just, isn't it? it's just that it's just another you know just another little dwelling in the in the village <laughs> yeah yeah because um, I mean just opening that dialogue and hearing yeah positive yeah. stories it just sort of makes yeah. you feel like it's it's more yeah exactly um, tangible I guess yes yeah mm. and it's sort of like oh it's you know because a lot of people are like oh is home birth even like legal thing you know is it, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah until yeah. you're curious about it it seems like a really like wild and woo-woo concept yep. the more I've 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 met people that have done it and then I've like been intrigued by it mm. the more I've learned the more I'm like Oh, it's pretty practical, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, the dream yeah. would be publicly funded home birth yes. in Mackay, Queensland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting when I had my son, my midwife was from the UK. Yeah. And she had she had practiced as a midwife for maybe 15 years in the UK before she moved to Australia. Yeah. And she was blown away that we don't 
home birth yeah. through yep. the hospital. She's like, what? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Birthing? Like, she thought it was so like it was so weird that we didn't because that yep. was just part of her their norm, their yeah. culture, mm. and that that was what yeah. she was sort of a pro and, at was supporting home birth. Yeah, and, she and was like, and that's tripping the thing. Out. It's kind of a no brainer. Like one of my clients was, um, she's from the Netherlands, and her whole family, bar two, were born at home. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, oh, I, I've heard so many, you know, and so she's been in Australia for quite a few years now and all of her friends, you know, going through the system and she's hearing all of this, these horror stories and she's like, well, why, do, like, just stay at home, you know. Like, why are you, you going there? Why? Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, she, you know, when, when you sort of take a step back and you go, well, whoa, like the, the system isn't going to necessarily support you because mm. it's got many many competing priorities yeah whereas mm-hmm. home birth it's your yeah. environment but you know again it's and it all comes everyone. back to choice doesn't it exactly That's, it's not and that we're saying everyone should home some, birth it's saying some that people want to have the choice some people to do don't it, feel yeah they're not they don't feel safe to do that yeah and mm. or they're not you know maybe you're in a rental and you're like oh I don't want to be doing yeah you know, like, I don't want to mm-hmm. put my stamp on this place I you know I'll have my yeah. baby so yeah it's but as you said, it's just about broadening options. Yeah. 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 I would just like to ask, um, being a doula, mm. have you been welcomed into the hospital? And like, I guess the base and the MADA, is there been any sort of red tape or is there any, any sort of like, how is that relationship? Are you welcomed? Does yeah. everyone understand what your role is? Is there yeah. any like question marks flying yes, around? I, I, I would say I am individually very welcomed, but mm-hmm. more from these the um, you know like the more official um, perspective is I'm tolerated, <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess if that makes sense. So no one has ever been any less anything less than you know polite, and many people are really really you know warm and supportive, and they appreciate uh, what I do. But, um, yeah, in, in terms of the more, um, you know, like the, the channels, um, you know, the official channels, it's, um, there's, there is a policy that supports builders, which is that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that was part of me wanting a certification was that I wasn't recognised as a doula until I had a certification, mm. uh, even mm-hmm. though we're an unregulated industry and, my, you know, like anyone could write me a certification <laughs> yeah um it, it, you know like it it I did go and actually do training so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I didn't just make it up but um you know they didn't go and check that against um my training organization or anything it was just that they you know I had to tick that box but then also um, like you said that helped you helps you really step into that role yeah yeah so like it, I, it, I'm legitimate yeah. It yeah. had, yeah, it had mm-hmm. more than one purpose anyway so to do for doing that absolutely but yeah so um most, I suppose you'd be yeah. pretty new, like, I mean, they're just kind of work in Macau is cautious. That, yeah, I mean, I got, yeah. Like, yeah, that was common. my other question. I guess it's just people sort of working out what a doula is and yeah. what that support and that looks like. And so becoming feeling think... more like a norm or, or mm. more of an mm-hmm. occurrence. And, and it's mm. also, it's really tricky too. I've talked to some midwives. I'm like, I'm midwives, I, you know, I love them. They're amazing. But I, I know I've I totally appreciate they're in the rock and the hard place because they're getting, you know, as I said, they're getting squeezed yeah. from everywhere. Like they're, they're getting, you know, like sometimes they have women that come in with that are not prepared to take any responsibility for themselves. And that 
that's a huge burden for a midwife. Mm. And then they have other ones, you know, super savvy women who are really aware, but um, the midwife can't, can't serve her in her full capacity because she works for a system that, you know, has, has protocols and, Mm. you know, she's her, you know, she's bound by those limits. So um, you know, and and so you know, and and midwives they have the they you know they're member they're registered uh, members of the Australian College of Midwives, um, so they've got a you know their own code, but then they've got a you know the hospital's code you know, code of conduct, and they don't always align. So that you know, then to have a doula um, who who basically you know like midwife means with woman, and um, you know, and and doula is you know like also standing you know with with woman or supporting you know um in in many similar capacities so i can see why they like some midwives might be like you know oh god they're you know doulas they're treading on toes this is you know this is just another way we're getting things taken off you know all the fun taken away from us Mm. but um i addressed some of those issues i did a presentation at um we had a in Mackay, we had an endorsed midwife conference earlier this year, uh, which was really cool. It's where, you know, where I started to make a lot of those connections with mm, privately practicing networking. midwives. Yeah. Um, and seeing how amazing, you know, the work is that they do. And, um, you know, and I, and I talked about those sort of issues and, you know, really we, you know, we, we really all kind of concluded that, you know, isn't it much better to have overlaps than gaps? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so any, you know, any midwife worth her salt is, you know, is very quickly might recognize the bit of the ego that goes, oh, you know, she's coming yeah. taking all my fun because then, you know, if, if the doula gets to do all the, the supporting and the emotional and all that kind of thing, well, then what's, you know, then that midwife, yeah. what she just, she's just like a, you know, an obstetric attendant, almost like just doing, just doing the medical side, but it's not, it's that no, we, we can you have too much support? The, can you have, and, too and exactly, <laughs> and that's, you know, any any um you know you know genuine authentic midwife that's what you're is saying going any to... midwife that sh- yeah should be in there doing it knows yeah that. and you yeah. would have heard georgina say that when you know when she came and talked to um you know the families in Mackay's that she's she's um, not worked with a lot of doulas but she's like in love with doulas already yeah. and I can't I can't wait to work with georgina it's going to be yeah. she's just so yeah, how exciting so skilled and yeah, so warm and professional. So yeah, and that's it. You know, it's, it's um, that we need to yeah, fight that. That you know, that we've got that. You know, the the patriarchy that does oppress, and mm-hmm. um, sometimes within um, a system, we can be our own oppressors, or uh, women can oppress others through the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. You know, pa- patriarchy doesn't just mean men; it means anyone that's upholding that you know, that, that sort of male version of power and dominance yeah. and there can only be one winner and all that kind of thing. Whereas, yeah. um, you know, the, the matriarchy celebrates that, you know, the strength of, mm. um, you know, many women and that, you know. Community. That, yeah, and that we can all be like strong and powerful. Yeah. You know, I, really, I really feel like we're so lucky to have you, Hayley, just giving, giving us a voice to really pull all the voices together I guess and get it yeah audible and and listened to and heard so that's really really exciting it's a privilege though like I you know I don't take it lightly um I I try to try to not take myself too seriously but I take Mm -hmm. the work I do with women seriously yeah that's yeah yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think the fact that you said, I think in inverted commas, you said you're a birth nerd. Yeah. And it sounds like you just like <laughs> love to study and read. So all yeah. of that, all of that has just got to come together in you. Yes. Like having a good foundation of knowledge to really mm. yeah. Um, yeah. speak from, which is, yeah. is so powerful as well. Yeah. 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 Yes. And writing, that's my next thing is, I don't know how, you know, you yeah, were we're before, bring that Kat, back in. Where, where are you, you know, what were you going to write? I still don't know, but <laughs> yes, I use it. I mean, my, like my written word is my, my best strength. You know, I've been working at becoming more articulate. Like if you'd mm. asked me to come on a podcast and talk birth 12 months ago, I would have been, Oh, you just immersed yourself in since that point though and now it's like you have not looked at any note or document while we've been talking to you it's all in your mind yeah and I've just been listening and listening to podcasts and reading Mm -hmm. and you know and researching and videos and to get my head around because it's hugely complex I still I you know I still don't quite understand it all um and so to try and explain that to like politicians or Mm. to women about to start their own family and that kind of thing in a nutshell is pretty hard and I guess that's that's what I really want to be able to do is concisely sum up right this is what this is what's working this is what we need more of yeah or this is what's good for you you know might be good for you this is what you might you know need to to look into further yeah and you know and sort of be like right bam let's you know let's get the good stuff better and let's get the crap out of the way yeah yeah perfect that's a nutshell for you in a timely fashion while still working while still being mum yeah yeah that's it Uh, well thank you so much for your time tonight and before we do um finish up I did just want you to mention your business name again um because that's going to be the best way for people to jump on board with any of your work so yes sure um so best birth Mackay or I think it's best birth Mackay doula on um, Facebook um on Insta it's Mackay underscore doula um and we'll we'll um we'll share when I post on our Instagram as well and we'll have your um your website coming one day (laughs) yeah oh that's a big beast don't worry work in progress yes thank you so much Hayley absolute pleasure thank you ladies and again I I, it's such an honor to be talking with you I'm I'm, yeah as I said I was a little little astounded to hear how young you both are (laughs) like how much I identify with you but I'm like oh my gosh I'm like a geriatric you girls so much so much in your years and you've got so much wisdom so oh thank um, you so much loved connecting with you and it will not be the last thank you so much for joining us Hayley it has been just wonderful to hear your story and everything that has brought you to this point of sharing and being so active in the birthing role of being a doula here in Mackay and we're just so excited to see where all of this goes with all of you guys offering and supporting women I think it's really beautiful and really necessary at this time um, if you want to get in contact with Hayley, you can find her at Mackay Doula on Instagram or through Best Birth Mackay. That's her website. Um, so definitely reach out if you have any questions or if you'd just like to connect with Hayley. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. Yeah, or hear more about the work and how you can become involved if you're passionate about having an influence in that realm as well. She's definitely one to connect with for that. <laughs>